Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. We're, uh, we're starting chapter 11 in Yevames. Um, just a little over three weeks away from making a siyam with Hashem's help on Yevames. 97a in the middle of the page. Talk to Helik you're allowed to marry a relative of a woman that he raped or he seduced. It's not his wife. Once you marry a, a wife, then you become prohibited for all her immediate relatives. But here, it wasn't a marriage. He was intimate with her. So sleeping with her, being intimate with her, does not prohibit her relatives. You're allowed to marry a relative. Someone who seduces or rapes the relatives of his married wife is liable because once you marry your wife, not only aren't you, so you're not allowed to have any relations with her, with her immediate relatives. That means her mother, her grandmother, your wife's mother, wife's grandmother, or your mother-in-law, your mother-in-law's mother, your sister-in-law, your wife's sister or your wife's children, daughter or granddaughter. So if you have relations with any of them, if you're intimate with any of them, you're liable. It's prohibited. <laughs> person is also allowed to marry the relatives of the woman that his father raped or, or, or had a relation, had an affair with. Because again, your father's wife, you're not allowed to ever have any relation with her, with her, with the wife. But here, you're allowed to have relations with the woman that your father slept with. You're allowed to marry the woman that your father slept with, because it's not his wife. He just had an affair with her, or he had, or he seduced her. Yeah. Or if your son was seduced by his son, says again, it's not considered your daughter-in-law. Your daughter-in-law, you're not allowed to have a relationship with ever. Not a daughter-in-law. He, he slept with her, but it doesn't make her so. But you're allowed to marry her. The father is allowed to marry the woman that the son slept with. Rabbi Huda argues in the case of a woman who his father slept with. He says that woman you're not allowed to. The son is not allowed to. Is not allowed to marry her. It's not allowed to be intimate with her. It's not allowed to marry her. It's not allowed to marry her. You can't marry a woman that your father slept with. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion. We already discussed this earlier in the Gemara. That's the mission. That we this is we learned in the Baraisa what the mission says. We learned in the Baraisa on this Isham with Elisa bit a person raped a woman. He allowed to marry the woman's daughter. But if you marry a woman, then you become prohibited to marry your daughter and all the other and also the other immediate relatives. If you marry her, but if you just had if you just had you're intimate with her, that does not prohibit her relatives. Or the I'll ask you a question. We learn a different but I that if there are rumors that a person was intimate with a certain woman, so he's forbidden from marrying the, the, that woman's mother and that woman's daughter and that sister. So it's a contradicts the Mbraiz and it contradicts the Mishnah. Here, here it's, see, the Mbraiz is saying that we treat it as if it's like his wife. 
and if you're married, you become prohibited to your wife's mother, her sister, her daughter, and her, yeah, so, so, and then Bryce is saying that the same is true even if you don't marry, you're just intimate with her. So the mother answers, it's not a contradiction, it's only with the Rabbanim. Rabbinically, it's prohibited. Biblically, there's no prohibition. Rabbinically, they prohibit it. Why? Because they're worried that since if you're going to marry, yeah. you're going to marry the daughter or the mother or the sister, who hangs out with the, of course, your, 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 your ex-girlfriend is going to hang out with them. So you may come to have relations with her again. And once you marry them, you're not allowed to. Once you marry them, then you're not allowed to be intimate with any of her relatives. Right. So how could our mission say noisin? Our mission says you're allowed to marry. Meaning there's no pro- rabbinic prohibition. Otherwise the mission wouldn't say noisin, go ahead, we give you the green light, go ahead and marry. If there's a rabbinic prohibition, how could our mission say you're allowed to go ahead and marry? relatives of the woman you had relations with. The mission is talking about after she dies. After she dies, there's no biblical, there's no biblical prohibition and there's no rabbinic reason to prohibit. What are you worried? She's going to come there and you may rekindle that, 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 that flame and you may have relations with her. She's dead. But if she's alive, indeed, rabbinically, you're not allowed to marry, even though biblically you are. How do we know this? What's the source of our mission's ruling? We learn the All the other forbidden unions, the Torah says, don't lie. But here it says, with your wife's relatives, it says, Kicha. Wife and her daughter or, or, or her granddaughter, Leitikach, don't take. So why does the Torah change the language? To teach you, directly Kuchin the Torah prohibits you if you marry her. The others, it's being intimate that's prohibited. But here, it's only, it's only if you marry her, then you become prohibited to a daughter, a granddaughter, and the other relative. Let me that's the case. By the sister. You're not allowed to be intimate with your sister, whether it's a full sister or a half-sister. Are you telling me the Torah means that you're not allowed to marry her? That I'm allowed to be intimate with her? How can you say that? Firstly, the marriage doesn't apply. There's no marriage. Um, but but, uh, but that I'm allowed to be intimate with her? Of course I'm not allowed to be intimate with her. I'm allowed to answered. When it says, it means either marriage, or being physical, being intimate. It depends what the context is. In those cases, it fits to make marriage, it means marriage. In those places, like here, by a sister, it could only mean don't sleep with her, don't be intimate with her. So here, it means being intimate. But wherever it's possible, there we say, lekuchin means marriage. Because if the title, if when it's possible to have a marriage. And instead of using the word shiva to sleep, the Torah uses don't take her, don't, don't, don't acquire her then, don't, don't take her there. The Torah is telling me that it's marriage. But So in the case of a sister, it's impossible to be married here. It's an incestuous marriage, so there's no legal validity to the marriage. So therefore, therefore, you have to say Likuchin means 
don't be intimate. But here, in the case of the wife's relatives, like where, where it can mean marriage, I'm married to the wife. So that's what we say, it means marriage. And otherwise, the title would say, if you slept with a woman, don't, don't, you're not allowed to be intimate with her daughter and her granddaughter. Rav Amar, Rav, Rav gives a different source around Mishnah. A person raped a woman, he's allowed to marry that woman's daughter. Where do we know this from? Because it says, it says in the Pasuk, that the nakedness of your daughter, of your granddaughter, you're not allowed to, your son's daughter, your daughter's daughter, you're not allowed to uncover so only your own granddaughter, but your wife's granddaughter, daughter's daughter, son's daughter, you are allowed to be intimate with. But if it says every should be the how can you say that? And the pasuk itself says that you're not allowed to be intimate with your wife's daughter or granddaughter. So okay, so how do you reconcile these two? This contradiction. One Pasuk is talking about if you were intimate with her, if you're intimate with a woman, then the Titus says that only your daughter, your granddaughter, your, if you're intimate with a woman, and she gave birth to a son, and your, or daughter, and your son and daughter had a granddaughter, then you're not allowed to be intimate with your granddaughter. But if you, if you, if you were, if you raped, or if you were intimate with, with a, not your wife, with a woman, not your wife, if you're intimate with a woman, then... And it's not your, it's not your grandson. Then her grandson, or I'm sorry, then her granddaughter, her son's daughter, her daughter's daughter is allowed to you. But when the Torah says you're not allowed to ever have relations with her granddaughter, it's talking about if you marry her. If you marry her, then you're not allowed to have any relations ever with the granddaughter. Rabbi Huda argues, Rabbi Huda says that the son is not allowed to marry any woman that the father was intimate with, even out of wedlock. My time, what's the reason of Rabbi Yehuda? It says you're not allowed to take the wife of your father. You're not allowed to uncover the robe of your father. So, another first, the Tate is telling me you're not allowed to ever marry your father's wife, even though it's not your mother. Then the Tate is telling me, the Tate is adding, that anyone that your father was intimate with, you're not allowed to marry. How did Rabbi Huda know that it's referring to a woman who was violated, seduced by the father? It says, because it says, from the preceding verse. It says, It says that a person who slept with a girl has to pay a penalty of 50 shekel. And we're talking about if he violates her, if he rapes her. And the two verses are next to each other to teach me when the Torah says, don't reveal the robe of your father. He's also referring to the same case where the father raped the woman or seduced the woman, was intimate with the woman, had an affair with the woman. The Titus telling me the, husband, the son is not allowed to ever marry. But Abbanon, the rabbis would disagree, and the rabbis say the son is allowed to marry the woman that the father raped or seduced or had an affair with. 
If it was right next to each other, then you would be right, you would be correct. But it's not literally next to, next to each other, these two verses. Because there's a verse in between. Between the Torah telling us about the story of a rape and the penalty of a rape, how much the man has to pay. Then the Torah says, you're not allowed to, the son is not, not allowed to marry the wife of the father. And the Torah says, don't reveal the robe of your father. So there's a verse in between. It's not, it's not uh, uh, seamlessly connected. So, so now I need to, the Pasuk is coming to tell me something else. speaking about the says, don't reveal the robe of your father. He's talking about a woman who waits Yibam for the father. That the father had a brother who died childless, and his wife is waiting to be to do yibum with the with the father of the, the son's father. So he says, meaning a robe that's fit for his father. His father is waiting to take his sister-in-law in to carry on to continue his brother's marriage. So he says, the son is not allowed to have relations with her. Anyway, he's not allowed to sleep with her because it's his aunt. Yeah, yeah. It's his father's brother's wife. You're not right. allowed to ever be... Right, right. Sigmar says, you're right. Well, Tate is coming to tell me you violate two prohibitions. I guess if you do it unintentionally, you would have to bring two, two sin offerings. Anyway, you're not allowed to sleep with her because she's bound to the brother. He's not allowed to marry or be intimate with anyone, anyone else. Yeah. Three prohibitions. An aunt, and she's bound to to the brother, so she's not allowed to sleep with anyone, be with anyone. And the title is telling us a special love. Uh, you're not allowed to uncover the robe of your father. It's like right. a euphemism. Someone that your father is allowed to, is bound right. bound to be married. You're not allowed to even before he marries her. You're not allowed to uh, um, be with her. Be by same. If you want, I'll tell you. Lacha misa. The title has to teach me a prohibition after the death of his father. So there's no more, uh, there's no more prohibition for the general population, because now she's free. There was only one surviving brother, and the surviving brother died, so now she's free. But the Torah is telling me that since at one point she was bound to her, his father, so therefore you ever you never allowed to marry her. Who was it that recovered? Even after the father's death, the son is not allowed to marry. We continue on side B. Ach My paternal brother, but not my maternal brother. And my paternal brother is my mother's husband. This is like a riddle. And I am his wife's Daughter. How is this possible? The riddle. How is it possible? He says, I am my brother's I am my brother's brother and I um my brother's brother. I know I'm my brother. I the brother of my brother, right? And my brother is the husband of my mother, and I am the son of his wife. 
How could he be the son of his brother's wife? And it's his brother. How could he? How's it? How's it legally possible? How is he legally allowed to marry? Oh, you're saying because you're allowed to be with the father as long as the father's not actually married to the woman he slept with. Exactly. So that's the case. And if we don't follow Rabbi Yehuda, we follow the rabbis. So the father was legitimately married, and he had a son. From his wife, a legitimate wife. Then he had an affair with a woman, not his wife, a single, and she gave birth. So the son that she gave birth to is a is a paternal brother of this other person. That's the other person half brother. This the half brother who came from the legitimate marriage is allowed to marry the woman that his father had an affair with. Could the rabbi say there's no prohibition, even though the father slept with her? It's not his wife. No relation to him. He's allowed to have. So he marries her. So it turns out, he says, my mother's husband, <laughs> my mother's husband is my brother. And I am his wife's son. And he's my brother. And that's all legit. Another riddle. Amar says, I'm sorry. A woman says, he is my brother. And he is my son. I am the sister. I am the sister of this child. I'm a sister of this child that I'm carrying on my shoulder. How is that possible? <laughs> possible that the son should be her brother, the mother's brother, and she is his sister. Okay. So he says, We find it. If a, a non-Jew had relations with his own daughter and father the son by her. So the child is her son, but also her paternal brother. So you have the same father. The son is a, is a, is a brother. Question about all this. It doesn't have to be a non-Jew. It could be a Jew also. He just, he just doesn't want to use the analogy of a Jew committing, uh, committing uh, such right, incest. Okay. Another puzzle. Woman says, Peace to you, my son. I am your sister's daughter. <laughs> I am your niece. The mother is the niece of her own son. How is that possible? So Mashkachas law, it's possible, but if a person, a non-Druka, has relations with his granddaughter. So and he fathered the son by her. So the granddaughter is the child's mother. But is also the niece. Because the granddaughter gave birth to a son. Who's the father of the son? Her grandfather. <laughs> her, her, her mother's, uh, her mother's uh, father. Or, I mean, her father's. Her father's... Uh, um, father. Yeah. Maternal, uh, and the mother's mother's sister. And the mother's mother, the mother's mother is a sister to her son. <laughs> because, because yeah, they share the same father. She's the granddaughter, so her mother's, her mother's, uh, um, her mother's, her, her mother's brother, her mother, her son is her mother's brother. 
So her son is is her is the niece. I'm sorry, she's the niece of her son. Another riddle. Daloi the dolu davil. Men who draw water with a pail. Lipa b'chu seiser peiser. Let a mysterious riddle fall in your midst. Irrigate the land. So he's asking them, posing them the following riddle. This child that I carry is my, is my son. And I am his brother's daughter. I am his niece. How is this possible? Again, if a grandfather has relations with the daughter of his son, his granddaughter, and then she gave birth to a, to, a, to a son, so her son is her father's brother. <coughs> so she is the niece. She's 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 she, she is the niece, niece of her own son. It's a niece son. <laughs> right. Her father's brother. Her son is a father's brother. Okay. Another riddle. Baya baya, woe woe is to me. Because of my brother, who's my father. Vubal, who's my husband. Who's my husband's son? It's a real mind bender, twister. Who and it was my mother's husband, and I am his wife's daughter. Yet he gives me no bread, his orphan brothers, his own daughter's children. How is this possible? It's possible if a non Jew had relations with his mother. Father, the daughter by her. So this, his daughter is real, is her is his own brother, his own sister. He's a father and a brother to his own daughter. and then he had relations with that daughter, his own daughter, which is also her sister, and becomes her husband. Now he's a husband. And then the grandfather. But he can't be with his daughter. No, we're not talking about it's permitted. It's, of course, the whole thing is illegal. We're talking about incest. And then the grandfather, his father, also had relations with her. So the grandfather now also is a husband. Not legally, but I'm saying like... Yeah. And he fathers sons with her. So the first pagan, the brother, is it's her father and her brother. And therefore her mother's husband as well. As well her mother's husband. It's her mother's husband. In other words, her brother had relations with his mother. So she become, he becomes like the husband of her mother, and it's also her maternal brother, right? They have the same mother. And now he became her husband. And also, now he's also the brother of the sons that the grandfather sired from her.
And now when the grandfather dies, when the grandfather dies, he gives no bread to his orphan brothers. It's his brothers. It's his children. <laughs> it's his children. It's also his brothers. Because the grandfather had relations with her. So the children sired by that, by that, uh, by that uh, a relationship is his brothers. So it's his brothers. And it's their orphan brothers because the grandfather died. And he's not supporting, he's not supporting them. Another riddle, Anov Atach, you and I are siblings. Anov Avuchach, your father and I are siblings. Anov Imachachi, and your mother and I are siblings. How is it possible? How is it possible to be a sibling of all three? Of the, of the child, of the son, the mother and the father. How could one person be a sibling of the mother, the father, and, and the son? How is this possible? So, Mashkachas lo be'evil kechavim abal imay. Even Nanju has relations with his mother, and he fathered two daughters. Okay, so these two daughters are also his maternal sisters. And then he had relations with one of his daughters, which is also his sister, and fathered the son by her. So the child's mother's sister the other daughter calls them and speaks to them this way in other words the sister refers to the son he says I am I am your sibling because we have the same father so I'm a sibling to, and I'm a sibling to your father because I have the same mother as your father I am a sibling to your mother because we both have the same father, and I am your sibling, because I have the same father, we both have the same father. <laughs> A final puzzle, okay, your head is spinning. He says, Ano, person says, Ano You and I are the children of siblings. Ano Your father and I are the children of siblings. Your mother and I are the children of siblings. How is it possible that you and I are the children of siblings, brother and a sister, and me and your father are, are also siblings, are the, are the sons, children of siblings, and you, me and your mother are the, are the children of siblings? How is it possible? This case you can also find in a permissible way without incest. It's possible. How? If you're going, for example, Ruvin, Ruvin has two daughters. You have three brothers, Ruvin, Shimon, and Levi, right? Ruvin had two, Ruvin had two daughters. These are all Gentile relationships. No, no, right? no. This is kosher. Well, this is a Jewish. Okay, Ruvin, Shimon, and Levi. This is Jewish. This is kosher. This one's kosher. He only uses the example of Gentiles when, when, he's, when, he, when he describes illicit relationships. Right. Incest. Here he's describing a kosher relationship. So he uses an example of Jews. Ruvin, Shimon, and Levi. Ruvin has two daughters. Now, an uncle is allowed to marry a niece. Okay. Shimon and Shimon, the, the, the brother, marries one of the daughters, one of his nieces. Levi comes and marries the, the other daughter, his niece. So the son of Shimon. The son of Shimon. 
Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Shimon married. Shimon himself married one of them, because uh, uncle's allowed to marry a niece. And Levi, the son of Levi, marries the, marries, um, marries the other niece, his cousin. The first cousin's married, right? He marries his first cousin. So Shimon's son, son of Shimon, can say to the Levi's grandson, the Levi's grandson, Levi's son married the daughter, the other, uh, his first cousin, the other daughter, Reuven's other daughter, and they and they had a son. So the so uh, so the son of Shimon can say to the grandson of Levi, he can tell him. What could he tell him? Exactly that he says. You are you and I are the sons of two sisters, siblings. Because uh, Shimon's uh, Levi's grandson. Her, his mother is the sister. And, and, and uh, Shimon's son is the son also. His mother is, is the sister. So you and I are the sons of two sisters, two siblings. Furthermore, your father, Levi's son and I, the son of Shimon is saying, are the sons of two brothers, also two siblings. Shimon and Levi are siblings. And furthermore, your mother, your mother, which is Reuven's daughter, because Levi's son married the daughter, the other daughter. So your mother, Reuven's daughter, and I, I, my mother is also the other daughter. Are the children? I'm, I'm sorry, Reuven, Reuven, No, your mother and I, because I'm the son of, and your mother, which is Reuven's daughter are the children of two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. Your mother, Reuven's daughter, and also, he's also the son of, because he is the son, the grandson of Levi, his mother is Reuven's daughter. The son of Shimon, his father is Shimon. So we're the children, so your mother and I are the children of two brothers, Reuben and Shimon. Okay, that's it. now we start the next mission. <laughs> okay, like the mission. This is all. Convert, female, whose son converted with her. And one of the sons married and died without children. You don't need chalitza, you don't need yibam. Because once they do a ger, there's no relationship anymore. They're not considered brothers. Even though, when they were born, they were both already, when the children were born, it was after the conversion of the mother. But when she became pregnant, he conceived the first one, he was conceived as a goy. So therefore, but he was born after a conversion. doesn't matter. They're not considered brothers. And the second one was conception and birth was in sanctity. It doesn't matter. As long, since the first one, he was conceived as a guy, when his mother was not Jewish, even though he was born after the conversion and the brother, the younger brother, was both conceived and born after the mother converted, they're not considered brothers. And there's no obligation for the brother to continue the marriage of his childless brother. So, in other words, it, to be a, a yibum, you have to be paternally connected. 
Yeah, but it's not paternally connected. Because the, the, the other one was the Jewish father. He was conceived by a goy. Even if it's the same guy who converts, even if the father converts, but it was, it was, it was two, two different people. So therefore, they're not paternal brothers. That goes by, by the, the father's role is only in conception. Okay. And the same, same would apply in the case of a slave woman whose sons were freed with her. So again, slaves have no legal paternity. And when they are free, they become like a, a gay, they become a full-fledged Jew. It's like a conversion. Like a newborn baby, so there's no relationship. So the two brothers are not related, and therefore if one dies, childless, the other one, his wife is free to marry anyone, there's no obligation to Yib Okay, that's the mission. The sons of Yudan, the slave, were free. Allowed them to marry each other's wives. His brother's widow. Now, normally, you're not allowed to marry a sister-in-law unless it's Yibum. It's, the sister-in-law is forever prohibited. Like you said, there's other implications. These are part of the other implications. He says, he didn't allow them because of Yibum. The mission says there's no obligation of Yibum. But he means to say there's no prohibition either. And even if there were children, they would allow them. He can be with his what then? What? He can be with his, what do you say? His sister-in-law in in this case, because it's not considered a sister-in-law. Okay. They're not legally related to each other. Because the conversion, they become like newborn. Frankly, mother of Amalei Rabbe, but Rabbe said to him, Rav Sheshes also, Rav Sheshes prohibited such a marriage. Amalei, who also, and Asherina, yes, Rav Sheshes prohibits, and I allow, because there's no problem with it. So the Gemara expl- clarifies this argument between Avsheshes and Avachabayak. Mina Avale Mina Aim, if they're brothers from the same father, but not the same mother, Kulamale Pligid Shari. Even Avsheshes would agree that there's no relations and they're allowed to marry each other. Because since a proselyte is considered like a new- newborn baby, so, of course, so he's allowed to marry his brother's wife. And even rabbinically, there's no reason to prohibit the marriage. Because firstly, people won't, people won't, are not certain that they really are brothers. Just because they share the same father, you really know, you really know who they slept with, who they didn't sleep with, what affairs they have. People will say they're probably, I mean, who knows? So maybe they're not even brothers altogether. When are they arguing about If they share from the same mother, everyone holds that prohibited. Not biblically, because a convert is like a newborn, but rabbinically. Because they look like two brothers. People are going to say they're biological, they're two brothers. If you allow them to marry a sister-in-law, people won't understand it's because they're, they're like converts, and a convert is like a newborn. And they'll, see, they'll say, you see, you're allowed to marry a sister-in-law. But what are they arguing about? If both, if they're full-fledged brothers, from both the mother and the father, man, the shari was an abashadin. 
the one who allows the marriage of Yaakov says that we follow the father. People will look at them as paternal brothers. Because we call them the sons of Mr. So-and-so. So people won't even know that they have the same mother. People say they have the same father, and then they'll say, really, do they have the same father? You really know, you really know what's going on. Who knows? People sleep around, you know, they're not, they're loose, their morals are loose. Not us. Yeah, we're talking about, they were goyim. I mean, they, 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 they were servants, slaves. Slaves are very, very promiscuous. Rav Sheishas, says, nami is. No, they're also called, not only the son of so-and-so, but also the son of the mother. So people know that they share a mother. And therefore, you can't allow them to marry each other's sister-in-law because it's, uh, it won't, people won't understand it. And from that, they'll come to permit even a, even a real sister-in-law. would also argue even in the case of brothers, the same mother. My time, He says, people will understand. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that a convert is treated differently. And also a slave that was freed was like a convert. It's like a newborn person. So no one will come to confuse if you allow them to marry each other. Sister-in-laws, you may come to allow a Jew to marry a sister-in-law. There's no such confusion. Okay. So the mother asked, now we learn now Mishnah, convert whose children converted with her. It was after they were born. They were born non-Jews and then they converted with her. They were conceived as Goyim. And then they converted with her So you don't need a chalitza, you don't need a yibum. She's free to marry anyone. My time, city. Surely, because because they're not allowed to marry each other. They're not allowed to marry. So how could Rabbi Yaakov say that they are allowed to marry? You're not allowed to. He said, You're not allowed to do yibum. According to Rachabai Yaakov, why not? I can marry her if I want. You're allowed to marry a sister-in-law. What's the problem? Why did the mission say you're not allowed to marry? So surely because it's prohibited. Because rabbinically it's prohibited. So he said, Loy. It means, it means you're not allowed. It doesn't say you're not allowed to marry. You're not allowed to yibum. You don't have to do yibum. The mission is saying is the potatoes. You don't need chalitza. You don't need yibum. There's no obligation. She's free to marry anyone. He wants to marry her. Of course he can marry her. There's no biblical prohibition and there's, there's not even a rabbinic prohibition. In fact, we learned Afilu. The Mishnah says, and even, even if the brothers were born in sanctity. Meaning, the second case is a, a bigger novelty than the first case. See, I'm Rabbi Shleim. I said, if you're going to say the mission in the beginning means you're not allowed to marry, means you're not allowed to, that's what he means, even. Even. Even though the first one, the brother died, he was conceived as an Andrew, and then, but he was born as, after the mother converted. And the second brother, the younger brother, the surviving brother was conceived and born after the mother converted. And they're considered like two separate mothers. 
He was a mother. He was conceived with a mother who was a guy. The other one was conceived with a mother who was already a Jewish. And nevertheless, nevertheless, you're not allowed to. Yes. Even it's like two separate mothers. Nevertheless, you're not allowed to marry. Rabbinically, you're not allowed to marry. We learned earlier if it's two separate mothers, everyone agrees. Then it's okay. Then it's okay. No one is certain it's the same father. Who says it's the same father? You know, they're sleeping around all the time. But here, it's like two mothers, even though it's the same woman. But she had different status. Before she was a guy, now she became a new person. And nevertheless, the mission is to say that it's prohibited rabbinically. But according to Yudav Acher Bayakiv, according to Yudav Acher Bayakiv, that you're allowed to marry a sister-in-law. When the, when the mission is said, it doesn't mean you're not allowed to. It means you don't have to, and she's free to marry anyone. But if you want to marry, so what's the afilu? My afilu, well, what's, why is the second case, even in the second case, you're free? What's the afilu? What answer is that filu is even though they were both born in holiness, they were both born after the mother converted. So you would think they are considered full-fledged brothers. So at least it may appear to the average person, it may appear as if they're brothers. So if you let her marry freely, she's free to go without anything, without a chalitza. So people will think they think that in a regular case of yibum, two brothers, you're also free. Even in that case, you're allowed because people understand that the first brother that was conceived before they were converted, and therefore there's no relationship, so you don't have to make any decree. Okay. Others say a different version of, of the discussion that we just have. The view of Rabbi Abayyach makes more sense. That, they, that you are allowed to marry the sister-in-law. They tell me, I feel you, because the mission says, I feel you. If you're going to say that it means, means she doesn't have to do chalitza yivum, but of course you're allowed to. That's the afilu. Even though they were both brothers were born in, holy, in holiness, in other words, after the mother converted. And if you allow them to marry a sister-in-law, if you allow them, in this case, to marry the sister-in-law, you may come to allow a real Yavam to marry his, uh, a sister-in-law. Uh, uh, to marry a sister-in-law. Even if there's his children, and he says, nevertheless, you're allowed to, because people will realize that he was conceived as a guy, and therefore they're not considered uh, brothers. If you're going to say that it's prohibited, that when the Mishnah says lechelson lebiyavim means not only you're exempt from chalitza yibum, but you're prohibited. You're not allowed to do yibum. Rabbinically, you're not allowed because it appears right. as if you're marrying a sister-in-law. My afilu, what's the afilu? So the Gemara answers. What's the afilu? Even if they were born in sanctity, obviously, it's even more. Obviously, if in the first case you're not allowed to marry a sister-in-law, surely in the case where they were born in sanctity, that you're not allowed to marry a sister-in-law. So what answers? Because even though the first one was conceived while she was an under, the second one was conceived while she was a Jew. So it appears as if the mothers, like two separate people, like two separate mothers. Because when, when he was, the first one was conceived, she was a guy. 
when the second one was conceived, she was Jewish. So it appears like two separate mothers. In the case of two separate mothers, everyone, everyone says it's allowed. You're allowed to marry a sister-in-law. So that's why he says no, that since it's practically biologically it's the same body, <laughs> therefore you're not allowed to. Rabbinically, it's prohibited. Toshma, bring your proof to support Avshesh's opinion that rabbinically the rabbi is prohibited from marrying the sister-in-law. Shnei Achim Tumim Gedim, two twin brothers who converted to Judaism, two twin brothers who were emancipated slaves. They don't have to perform chalitza yibum. The wife is free to go and to marry anyone on the outside. And if they marry each other, if they marry the, the sister-in-law, there's no prohibition. It's not part of the illicit relationship of marrying a sister-in-law, the wife of your brother's wife. So we see clearly from the Braise, it's only you're not obligated, you're not liable, but you're not allowed to go ahead. Rabbinically, you're not allowed to. Just biblically, there's no, there's no liability because they're not considered brothers. And the Braitha continues. If both brothers were conceived while they were non Jewish, and but they were born after the mother converted, after the mother was emancipated, you're not allowed to, you don't have to perform Khalitu Yibum, she's free to go. They're not considered brothers. Because again, you follow the father, they're not paternal brothers. The paternal brother was a, was a goy. But they are liable cutters for violating a brother's wife. Because since they were born in holiness, they were born as Jews, their mother was Jewish when they were born, and therefore they are considered brothers. The prohibition of a brother-in-law, sister-in-law, is even your wife's brother, even, if, even a maternal brother. You're not allowed to sleep ever, be ever intimate, uh, ever be intimate with your wife's brother, even with your brother's wife, even if it's a, only a maternal brother. So it's a maternal brother. They were born in holiness, but you're not allowed to. Curse. And if you get cut, it's a biblical prohibition. I say, but if they were conceived and born in holiness, and in Israel and Choldover, they consider Jews in every respect, that you do Yibum and everything. So, what do we see from here? There's no liability. But we continue in 98a, but there's a prohibition. So, the Gemara answers, no. It's not a proof. It's not a proof that of Sheshis. will tell you, really, the mission means he's even allowed to. Why does he only say there's no liability? I did the boy the mission is safe of since at the end of the mission he talks about liability. That that if they were born after the mother converted, the woman after the mother converted, they're considered maternal brothers and therefore you're not allowed to be with your sister-in-law and you get cutters. And if, so therefore he also says, but really he also means that even you're allowed to, even allowed to. We'll stop over here for